You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. Our question for today is, how does CCC approach staffing? So whether it comes to hiring and firing, evaluation, uh, how we care for people on our team, CCC has a large staff team. And so you might at times wonder, how, how do we approach staffing? How do we think about it? Hopefully this podcast will shed some light on some of the ways that we care for and evaluate and add to our staff team here at CCC. Welcome into Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me today Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, Zach Wyrock, and Stacey DiNardo, who are other members of our leadership team. Our question today is, how does CCC think about hiring and firing? So we have a large staff, you may not know that, uh, triple digits, over 100 people. And so we hire people all the time, and we have to operate at times like a business, and we have to fire people. So how do we as a church think about those kinds of things? Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and start with this. Um, I want to ask you guys around the table uh, maybe how uh, working at a church has been different than what you expected or maybe different than other places you possibly worked. I know Zach has had some experience outside of the church, but Zach and I were both raised as preacher's kids, so we have lived in the water of ministry kind of like fish for our whole lives. Um, but you guys haven't, so yeah. Tell me, let's talk about that first. Well, I think our you have to think about <laughs> who our consumers are in a way, meaning our church and our congregation and meaning that we're ser- different than a business, if you will. The people that we are serving as a church are not just, you know, wanting an exchange of a product. Like it is it is a place where their spiritual growth and connection is is tied to and and we want everyone to be growing in that way. So I feel like it's it's not as um, I was a teacher and and a former career of mine. The exchange isn't so black and white, if you will. It's not. There's it, there's more layers of of um, a lot more layers to it, if that makes sense. But yeah, uh, for me, uh, I mean, you guys know my story. Like I, uh, when I was in college, I didn't have any aspirations of ever working at a church. I actually, had aspirations of just not working at a church. Um, Can I please not do that? And so uh, it has been different in that I think uh, I am well suited for a church like ours. And the reason why is because uh, I didn't expect a church environment to be an environment in which it was okay to be competitive and driven and ambitious, you know, uh, a story that sticks out to me was I, when I was in college, I was working at a Christian camp. And so everybody on staff at a Christian camp obviously is a Christian, and uh, a lot of them are pursuing ministry. And I remember uh, we would play pickup basketball every Sunday night before the next day when the campers would come in. And I'm very competitive. I'm quiet, but I'm very competitive. And so uh, I inevitably would end up starting to make comments and things would start to get heated because that's what happens when you have a bunch of 19 to 21-year-olds together playing basketball. And uh, there, was a, there were a couple guys who would do things like as soon as things started to get heated and competition would raise, they would just pick up the basketball and say, guys, we really just need to pray right now. And I just remember thinking, like, I don't want to be in an environment with people like that. Like, that bothers me. I want to be able to compete. I want to be able to be aggressive. I don't want to. Yeah. So I, I thought possibly coming into working at a church that it was going to be an environment like that. And so uh, in that way, it's been different here. And I really appreciate it about working at a church like CCC is that it's okay to dream big. It's yeah. great. It's actually good to dream big. You know, we we aren't doing our jobs if we're not dreaming big. So that's been 
Uh, that's been good. Another thing I appreciate about here specifically, I think, you know, we're large enough that we can get people, myself included, into roles that are well suited for their skill set. So uh, at a at a smaller church or organization, you might have to be a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. But I feel like here I've been able to, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to move into roles that fit me really well and emphasize my strengths while mitigating my weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing I agree with is what Stacy was saying about layers. I mean, I, I think the weird thing in the, my other jobs that I've had that are not in ministry, uh, they come down to just performance, right? So if you if you get the job done, uh, you get rewarded. If you don't get the job done, you get the opposite of rewarded. In the church world, like I have a lot of teams that report to me. Uh, I I play a lot of roles with them. So I am their boss. We also try to have a friendly collegial atmosphere. So I'm their friend. I'm a fellow church member. I'm their pastor, right? So that's a that's a lot of weird relationships that, you know, so when you have to have a difficult conversation with an employee, you're not just their boss, you're their pastor. And, you know, and so you're, you're like, why is my pastor upset with my lack of performance? Or, you know, just you're wearing different hats. And I, I think that can just create, I think you used a good word, Stacey, layers mm-hmm. and of nuance that can be difficult to navigate. Yeah. Well, something about our staff, I mean, I think, Joe, you said something similar to this earlier this week, is that, I mean, everyone that works at our church, they're doing what they do because of their love for Jesus and their love for people and their desire to care for people and point people to Jesus. And it, yeah, I mean, and that's an amazing thing. That's a wonderful thing. And it's something then, then even in how we care for our team members is really important to us because we, we want them to be as healthy as they can be and spiritually, emotionally, physically, and in all sorts of ways. So that's a really high value for us, which I know we'll probably get into a little bit more. But yeah, I always think it's interesting, like uh, in our church right now, when we do a staff report, mm-hmm. we go through... Uh, how their relationship is with God, how the relationship is if they're married with their spouse, what's going on with their family. We do all kinds of really personal stuff because that's what it means to be, to care for them as individuals. Then we go through their goals for that they were supposed to accomplish in the last four weeks, what they did, what they didn't do, what they accomplished, what they didn't accomplish. Uh, then we have them rank different things. I mean, it is the most intense staff report where I, I, some of it, sometimes I long for something that's easier, uh, like black and white, yeah. like Zach says. The other thing is that people can then, if they get a bad review or they uh, get uh, their their product isn't up to par uh, and they go home and they tell their spouse and then their spouse comes on Sunday to hear me preach or something, they it, it's probably hard to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so the, you know, yeah. the complexity is there. I know, uh, Stacey, you can talk about this. That we, you know, when we talk about evaluating uh, staff members, we do it uh, in three different ways. You yeah. can go ahead and talk to that. No, we, I mean, really we value person, process, and product are, are terms that we use a lot. Um, Person is just everything about how that person is doing, and, and it's first for a reason. So it's because we care about how they are doing spiritually, emotionally, in all sorts of ways, um, and we want to provide support for them if they're if they have deficiencies in different areas, and talk to them and coach them through that, and care the most about that process. 
that has to do with collaboration and teamwork. We want a chemistry and a culture within our team that is one that is just fun and that is healthy. You guys tease me because I talk about wanting a fun culture. <laughs> you do? Come on. You have but, to say um, it's fun. It's, <laughs> I don't think it's that fun. <laughs> Where but, we're but, but the process, too, though, that isn't just about the collegial mm-hmm. atmosphere. It's also that they work with volunteers. And we're oh, saying, absolutely. listen, if you don't have a process that honors volunteers, yep. if, you, if you are driving your volunteers crazy, because we, the whole That's, church operates on people yep. giving us their time in order to accomplish something for Jesus. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. So from, yeah, we don't want to have serve teams that are getting burnt out and we need our staff members to be interacting well and caring well for all of those hours and hours of time that people give in that. And then product is is one. We want, we pursue excellence. We talk about that. That's something we say within our staff um, a lot, and that's that we're in the pursuit of it. It's not that we're going to arrive at it, but um, we want, you know, we set goals within our teams of what each team member should be accomplishing and working towards so that we can move towards what God's calling us to. Yeah, so we have actually let people go over the history of our church for any of those three reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At different times. And, where yeah. their character, their person was not uh, a Christ-like character. They weren't. Right. They, they were uh, not doing well there, and we weren't able to help them, and they weren't open to help. Right. Uh, the process, I remember one person that the process continually was uh, hurting relationships, and then, of course, the product. Part of the problem is that because we're a church, anytime someone gets let go, uh, one of us around this table hears from somebody saying, I thought we were a church. What about forgiveness? What about grace? Right. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I think there's a couple of things to balance that out. Um, You know, one is, too, I think, well, let let me say this as a, like, an initial statement, and then I'll give a couple things I think balance that out. One is, I think people have to remember that when you hear someone has been let go, it's sudden for you, but there was a process involved in that uh, on an inter-staff level, with the, I guess, exception of an awful moral uh, free fall in which they might have been let go immediately. But but even then, it, if you understood the details, you would have less of a problem with it. I think sometimes people have to go, well, this is a surprise to me, but it doesn't. that doesn't mean there hasn't been a multi-day, multi-week, multi-month Multi-month, process. I mean. Right. Yeah, <laughs> at, at place. But the other thing is two, two things that, to, to kind of push back against, well, you're a church, what about forgiveness? I mean, one is we are a church, so our mission is really important. Right? What we're trying to do, you know, reach people, disciple people for the glory of God is really important. So, so because it's important, if we were to so value an individual employee and to therefore then not care that their person uh, was in contrast to the mission or their process was holding the mission back or their product was holding the mission back, then what we would be doing is not just choosing to be for that person. We'd be choosing to be for that person to the detriment of being for Jesus, right? So so we're always trying to do is weigh out the balance of, yes, this person matters, but the mission also matters. And at a certain point, we have to be careful we're not prioritizing one person at the cost of the mission. The second thing is that that we're a church, which means everything we do is the result uh, of financially of money that people gave to Jesus. This is one of the things I remind my teams all the time is like, hey, the things you do, like your job, your your supplies, your like someone gave money to Jesus that paid for that. So sometimes what we're saying is, you know what, someone is giving money, someone's lots of people are giving money to support the mission of Jesus, and we can no longer justify allocating those resources uh, to you 
because of your person, process, or product being uh, so subpar. So it's just good to push back and say there's a tension here that needs to be managed. Now, when we have staff turnover, you, know, I, you hear it from me first, is that I'll be going, hey, we cannot have another bad hire, which is not saying that we have a bad person. We just had a bad fit and we couldn't figure it out. Uh, but we just were having a discussion before we started the podcast of some of the complexities in trying to find the right person for the right job. Uh, why don't you guys talk to that and then our hiring process uh, and what that entails? Yeah. Um, I, I could, you yeah, can I mean, go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I'm over the last few years, I've gotten involved in a lot more hiring uh, for us. And I think what I've realized over that time is that there are, you guys spoke about layers and person process product, and there are so many things that have to be uh, congruent for somebody to be a great, great fit, yeah. fit on our team, whether it's uh, things like theological agreement with how we believe as a church or interpersonal agreement within the team, character, which is really one of those things that's extremely challenging to measure. And, and that's the case in churches, in businesses, wherever you go. The difference is at a church, somebody with bad character, certain decisions that, they, I mean, this is true in business too, but especially at a church, your character will be something that gets you fired. You yeah. know, some businesses might say, we we care about yeah. your character you in as much as it, number, right. as it yeah. affects yeah. the bottom line. We yeah. don't, that's not how we have to, we have to operate in a, a paradigm of your character could be the reason you don't fit here. Uh, there's, you know, mission alignment. I think uh, even as we have moved as a church toward reimagine, we've noticed that there are individuals who we work with who are great people that we love, that are wired, that are called, that are gifted, that just their particular gifting does not fit with the mission of where we're heading. And so even that, you know, to what you said, Zach, like having somebody who is on our team who doesn't believe in what we're doing is... That, that's a misuse of resources. Well, I mean, Jesus said a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. You know, I, I think, it, you know, we face what a lot of organizations face, where we're at our best when everybody's pulling in the same direction. And when somebody's not pulling in that direction, eventually you, you have to deal with it. You know, someone told me, uh, put it to me this way, and I think if, you, if you're in, first of all, if you're in hiring at all at, at your company or you're resonating with all this, I'm sure of just how difficult it is to find good candidates, to hire them, and to avoid turnover. But someone told me once that, that a great candidate is, it's like a triangle. You're looking for three things. Uh, at the top of the triangle, you're looking for education and experience, right? You want some sense that that they have learned things that are going to be applicable to the job. Every job requires a certain amount of experience or educations and background. Um, that's a little easier to measure, right? Because you can look at resume, you can see, uh, even though it's not always a one-to-one, uh, an experience in one place is not always informative or instructive for an experience in another place. Then another part of the triangle is uh, your character, right? Your work ethic, your you know, who you are as a person, that can be a little tougher to measure, especially because when a person is applying for a job and interviewing, they're always going to put the best version of themselves forward. They're going to give you references, but they're going to, if they're smart, they're going to have chosen references that they're reasonably assured sure are going to really represent good them well. At interviewing. That's right. Some people just present themselves very, very well. Uh, in fact, some of the things you would want the least in a character, you know, someone who's deceptive or dishonest, 
that will make them really the good at interviewing right. because right. they know how to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, and then the third part of the triangle uh, is, are they wired to do the job? And that can be slippery to figure out. You know, it, it might be that you have someone who has good character and even has background working in another church in a similar department. But the truth is what that church would tell you if they were honest is they're not a great fit in this role. They lack some of the... And so we're always trying to look at a candidate and go, do they have the experience? Do they things. have the character? Do they have the wiring? And you're trying to get not just one of those right, but all three of them right, the closest that you can get. And it's tough. And you're try- also, we're trying to, I feel like we make decisions at each point of the triangle. I think the only place where we don't have any flexibility is with, with character. Like if we start to discern that somebody doesn't have the character to work here, we're not like a business that, that can say, well, they're going to drive numbers, so we'll keep them. Yeah. But when it comes to experience and even personal wiring, we try to make decisions about... Uh, okay, how much of this is something we can teach and right, coach, coach, and how right. much of it is... Well, and part of that is because it's very hard to find a perfect candidate, because uh, someone who's a perfect fit at your job, in your role, is probably working somewhere else. Yeah. And killing Being it. a perfect fit <laughs> yeah. in, their, in their roles, right. right? So even the fact that people are looking for a job means, hey, in their current role, they weren't either weren't a fit or weren't happy, and... And and so you're you're kind of picking from that group. Yeah, if you will. we're not in a part of the country where it's just because they want to relocate. Yeah, to that's North right. Yeah, yeah. Northeast Ohio. Because yeah. yeah. we live in San Diego or whatever. Need to right. come home. If they yeah. do, that's the only question in the interview. It's right. Like, just, okay, your interview's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you must love Jesus. That's yeah. The only so I think what happens is you're always hiring an imperfect candidate, and that includes the people at this table, right? What you're hoping is that the parts of the job that click really well are going to supersede the parts that don't right? That the strengths are going to swallow up the weaknesses. When it works, that is what happens. It's not that you say, wow, that employee is totally without fault. You're saying, man, their strengths really cover up for their weaknesses. When it doesn't work, what happens is the math you were hoping add up went the other way. Weaknesses have swallowed up strengths. And that can be tough. Yeah. And that's where I was just going to note one of the great things I get to do in my job is staff development and in working through kind of that coaching piece oftentimes when we have tension points or just people that are needing to grow into the fit um, of their job. And so we are huge fans of just very clear, open communication and opportunity. If, if someone does not know that they are not hitting the mark and their manager fails to communicate that well to them and just lets frustration grow, we have not done our job. And their manager's also missing the mark. Their manager's missing the mark. And so, you know, just trying to build into our team to be doing that really well and to keep the opportunities for everybody to be growing is of high value to me. So, yeah. And uh, I should let everybody know, too, uh, there has not been a single time when we have uh, had to let somebody go where it hasn't been difficult uh, on us because we care about the people we hire. We understand it impacts uh, their lives. Uh, we know that it'll impact the way they uh, they approach uh, church, the way they approach Jesus sometimes. So uh, we are very, very um, conscious of that. And uh, we try to love our staff well. Uh, but we also uh, are, are so excited about the mission that God has placed before us uh, that we want to do something uh, that is absolutely uh, wonderful for him. And so uh, we balance those things, a love for the people that work here, uh, but also a deep desire uh, to uh, to serve God in a way uh, that 
that he wants us to serve him and the impact that he wants us to have. Yeah, I think one of the things I love about what Stacy has done in her role is I think we're getting to the stage where uh, if you work your way out of our team, meaning if we have to let you go, you had to climb over us to do it. Yeah. Right? Whether it was uh, character concerns that that we uncovered through a staff report or the atmosphere we're building, whether it's process or product things that we're catching because we're holding each other accountable. And, you know, I think the most any employee can ask for from any organization is that they work for is saying, hey, can you set me up to succeed? Can you put tripwires in place so that if I'm not succeeding, I have opportunities to course correct and I have the coaching I need and the resources I need? Uh, and I think we're doing that. And, and, and I think that doesn't mean no one in the future is ever going to climb their way over those things. They may. They may. And, and that and, doesn't and, mean they're going to be happy about it when they do. Yeah. You know, they're not yeah, going to But when that happens, I don't think it can be on us. They climbed over numerous. But I, I think our goal is to catch a lot more than we lose. And I think the difficulty is, and I think people in the church need to hear this, the difficulty is you never hear about the ones we catch. Yeah. Right. That the yeah. people that Stacy's able to speak into their lives, we're able to write the ship, or get him in the yeah. right seat on the bus, all those things. You, you you never hear about those things, right? And uh, and but I, th- I feel confident saying I've been at CCC for two years. There have been more of those stories than than the opposite. It's just that the opposite ones tend to, you know, get attention uh, a little more than than the good ones. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.